you're gone, I'm gonna cook food and then I'm gonna put the dishes right into the dishwasher. No counter time at all. Wow. I'm gonna take apart the washing machine, clean everything out. Take apart the washing machine? Yeah, you gotta clean everything. Oh. Gotta dust those baseboards. Oh man. This is what I do when you're gone away. <laughs> and I'm gonna put so many Thai chilies and like basil in my food. I love basil. Not like this. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only level of basil I haven't achieved. Well, because it's also gonna be accompanied by chilies and fish sauce. Right. That's my week alone because Sam's going away. Yeah, I'm going to have a little girls trip. And, and you're going to have lots of tasty wine. Lots of tasty wine, yeah. Probably lots Okanagan. of tasty cheese. Oh, I love cheese. Yeah. I bet you'll have meat and cheese on a block of wood. Uh, at least once. Oh, yeah. And it's a podcast before you leave. Woo! It's another episode of I Love This You Should Too. My name is... Indie Super Clean Randawa, and with me is Samantha Meat and Cheese Randawa. <laughs> you do love meats and cheeses, I, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? Like, Chumps. A, oh, I guess vegans, vegans wouldn't like either. I just couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. No, I'm not. No. I'm not strong enough to no, be a vegan. Neither. I need that cheese. I need dairy. And we here at I Love This You Should Too are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. Today is one of our kind of smaller in-between episodes. Samantha and I will each have a thing of the week, something that we are interested in right now, and that'll be a spoiler-free mm -hmm. review. And then I'll let Sam know what we're watching for our big watch coming up next week, where we will do a deep dive into one movie. I'm excited. We've done spooky time. We're about to do Christmas time. This is the only movie you're going to get that isn't either. Maybe. Oh, it's ex I picked a Christmas horror movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although, you know what? I really should. That's a good bridge between it us is a two. Good, yeah. That's but sometimes what November's my, for. My, yeah. I think November should all be Christmas horror. Okay, next year. But sometimes my Christmas pick is also Christmas horror. True. But we will get away from that. Just for a little <laughs> bit. But before we get into everything, let's thank our first sponsor of the episode, and that is the Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you can be calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. So, Indy, it's your week to present us with a movie, so why don't you start us off with what you're really into this week? So my thing of the week, for the first time ever... Whoa. Video game. Yeah. I'm not a, like, a, a gamer. Is that what you call someone who... Yeah, that's a gamer. And just gaming it up all yeah. the time. I, I don't think I am. I don't really play video games very much. And by the way, I will talk about it. You'll, it'll be clear that I don't really yeah. <laughs> play that much. But I uh, notoriously don't sleep well. And I try every little thing that people say helps relax them and to go to sleep at night. And people love video games. Yeah. And I, I played games growing up. I liked my, uh, my NHL, my Mario Kart, mm -hmm. GoldenEye. Yeah. That was my era. 
And now I got a PlayStation and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play some games. So my thing of the week is the PlayStation game. It came out on the four, but I played on the five. It's Ghost of Tsushima. It is a action adventure game where you are a samurai in the year, I think it's around 1270 Mm -hmm. in Japan. And the plot of the game is uh, Mongols are invading and you essentially have to fight them off. That's like the, the, the real basics of it. And it is based in reality a good bit because there was actually an invasion in 1274 on this island. And the initial kind of inciting incident of this game is true to history, and they take that as the jumping off point, and the characters are all fictional, and it's kind of a hypothetical of what could have happened if things had gone differently. Kind of a what if. Yeah. That's cool. So it is rooted in history, and the people who made this game like really did their homework. All of the weapons and armor and everything is accurate to the time. And you love a samurai armor. I do. I'm very interested in, uh, in like, samurai stuff. Is It's pretty pretty fun. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, like, knights seem to be more well-known in the mm-hmm. Western world. And kind of every culture seems to have something very similar to yeah. that. But the samurai one, I think I like their aesthetic the best. They've definitely got the coolest, like, outfits. Yeah. And, uh, like, styles yes. based on whatever they're representing. I personally like... 15th century armor a little better that's mm. kind of my uh, my favorite yeah. but the the stuff in this game is pretty cool to look at as well so i've seen you playing this game and it's like beautiful to look at it's like the seasons change and the scenery is so detailed and like almost lifelike yeah it looks fantastic and that's one of the reasons that i chose this game mm-hmm. to get into because a lot of games you have to be uh, very good at. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not going to put in that effort. It's just not something I'm I'm that committed to. That's why I don't find video games relaxing. Yeah, so this one, I do put it on an easier mode. I don't go to the, like, the hard one because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not fun if I'm just dying and getting frustrated. But this one allows you to do some other things that maybe more games are like this than I realize, but I'm just not uh, an expert at mm-hmm. them. But it's, yeah, visually beautiful. And there's also like a photographic mode, which you can get in in other games, but I'm very into photography. So you can kind of take pictures of the landscape in this world. And the camera operates like like my camera does, like an actual camera. So you can, yeah, I can change my depth of field and focal length. And that's kind of fun for someone like me. But just riding around in this game on horseback is much more, I think, relaxing Mm -hmm. than the majority of video games are because you have these stunning vistas and you are guided to your next mission by the wind. You don't have like maps you have to go understand so much. Well, there there are maps, of course, but you don't really need to worry about it. You can just follow the wind to mm-hmm. where you have to go. And if you don't want to go, you don't have to. No. You can just go ride around, climb some mountains, take pictures. The sound of this game is also very relaxing because you hear the wind and sometimes you just play your flute. And like you've shown me some um, different like fun things that you can do with your character and uh, like petting a fox. That's one of my favorites. That was Find the a coolest. fox and go pet. <laughs> so like I feel like every time I sit down with you while you're playing it, I, I just kind of like watch along and then you tell me some cool detail that I didn't know before. And it also has other weird side quests like 
writing a haiku. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and this is something that I actually, like, have interest in. Like, mm-hmm. you have to go to a hot spring and meditate. And mm-hmm. it says, uh, contemplate the impermanence of life. And you just take a moment and sit there <laughs> in the hot spring and contemplate. I feel like you're already doing that. Like That's just my life. In real life. Yeah. So, so it's nice to it's... have it kind of guided through this, yeah. too. And then it's like, oh, sit here, examine nature, and write a haiku reflecting on the loneliness of your life as a warrior. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is something that I can get into. Do you remember any of your haikus? Oh, I don't. Okay. I I can't remember many haikus off the top of my head. (laughs) So it's beautiful. You get to do things like that. The music is great. The sound design is great. But plus, if you just like straight up fighting games, Mm -hmm. it's cool for that because you can go around and just like chop dudes heads off. That's part of it, too. It's not just all uh, meditation and haikus. It's that balance that... If you go read old samurai books and Bushido codes and stuff like that, you it's all about that balance. So that's what is uh, reflected in this game a lot as well. Hmm. But along with the very main storyline of fighting off invaders, yeah. it is also about kind of keeping true to yourself and your values. And maybe you don't want to keep true to those values. Mm. And who does that and what does that do to you? Are you the same person? Because right. samurai have a very strict code. But sometimes it's not the most advantageous. Maybe you need to start doing things a little more shady in order to to save your people right. from an invading force. And it's talking about walking that line of like, if you resort to the tactics of a terrorist, are mm-hmm. you any better? But maybe your goal is more noble than theirs. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, fun stuff like that. The storyline is is great yeah it is a very very interesting story so if you want to watch it watch it play it just for the sake of the story and kind of watching a movie you can mm-hmm. do that too because i i love the story and the ending without giving anything away is sad and fulfilling and heart-wrenching and appropriate all at the same time oh, okay. so there's very good writing there's clearly a lot of research and a lot of authenticity to put into the design. The voice acting is great. It even has things like you can put it on Kurosawa mode, where it looks like an Akira Kurosawa movie. Oh, Are you cool. familiar with him at all? Not really. One of the greatest filmmakers ever. His movies look beautiful. So it'll all be in Japanese then, mm. and it'll be black and white, and it kind of looks like you're in a Kurosawa film because it was influenced heavily by uh, the works of Akira Kurosawa and some other movies and things as well. And they just announced quite recently that they are going to be adapting this into a film. Oh, I could see this being a really beautiful film. I would love to watch this movie and I'll definitely go see it. I don't know much about it yet, but one thing I was very excited about is they are going to make this movie in Japanese with an all-Japanese cast. Oh, amazing. Like it should be. It's not going to be Tom Cruise playing yeah. the, the lead in this one. So that'll White be fun. samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Which he has, of course, done. Yeah. That was actually a, that was a fine movie. Was it? Last Samurai? Yeah, I mm-hmm. remember it being all right. Mm. So if you're into video games or maybe you're looking for a way in and... Things with all of the the shooting and like your uh, Call of Duties. I know those are very, Mm -hmm. very big still to this day. 
things like that are a little too much for me and yeah. I don't really care for them as much. And I think the learning curve on those is quite steep. It's huge. So things like this where you don't have to play against a bunch of uh, 12-year-olds who are going to use racial slurs against you. <laughs> you can just play on your own. There is a multiplayer aspect to it. I never really do that because... I like the the relaxing yeah. aspects, but you still want to do some uh, head chopping, but you also like writing haikus. Mm-hmm. This is a good game to get into. It was released on the PlayStation 4, and there is what they call the director's cut for the PlayStation 5, which has some bonus content in it as well. Go check out Ghost of Shishima. How about you, Samantha? What are you into this week? Um, so it's been a while since we've done a, a mini episode. So I am into uh, another book. Big surprise. If you're new to the podcast, I often just tell you what I'm reading. Uh, so this week I read November 9th by Colleen Hoover. It was released in 2015. And um, Colleen Hoover... Uh, I think we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast about how um, one of her books just recently became really popular after being released like seven or eight years ago. So she's uh, seeing more popularity now and the sequel has just come out, which I actually have and I'm going to read on my trip. So I'm really excited about that. But November 9th is um, kind of a fun concept of a book. It takes place within the 24 hours of November 9th every year for five years. And um, it has a female character named Fallon um, and a male character named Ben. And they meet uh, in kind of a fun way. And uh, the day before she's supposed to move from Los Angeles to New York. And they spend that last day in L.A. together. And eventually uh, they say, "Okay, next year on this date, we're going to meet same time, same place. Um, And if you're like interested in seeing me again, like come to the diner. And if not, like that's okay." And they end up meeting up every year for five years. And you see kind of how their lives change throughout those five years and so there's some like big tragedies and big like exciting things happening in both of their lives and um they're hoping that after five years because they're both i think 18 or 19 when they meet they said after five years they can think about being in like a serious relationship and so it's really interesting as you get to the end of the book to see how they grow up and how um similar their lives end up being and how different uh, their choices are um, because they don't have each other in their lives. So it was a really cool book. It was a cool kind of way to do a long-term kind of story like that. And uh, I think everybody should read it if they're looking for like kind of a romance novel. I really like that as a concept. Mm-hmm. I bet that would translate well into a film as I well. I bet it would. I bet it would. So they meet once a year. Yeah. So then the actions of the prior year just come through in story as they talk to each other? Yeah. Occasionally you'll get uh, like whoever she switches protagonists to. So every other year is the other one. Um, So whoever's year it is, you'll get like a little bit of like uh, information dump and then it goes into the story. And then, yeah, the rest of their year is kind of encapsulated in what they're telling each other. When they meet, 
are they outdoing things or is it more conversational and we're getting the story of the pri- the prior year or are they creating like a new adventure every year too um they're meeting and so part of what makes this interesting and what makes the kind of like information dump that happens in each like part of this book um is that ben is trying to write a novel based on this whole idea of them meeting one 24 hours at a time every year and um what their like love story he thinks it's gonna happen so he's you get a lot of information from fallon uh just based on ben trying to get information for the book Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's a good um, way to bring that information in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty seamless. It didn't feel like, okay, here's 20 minutes worth of like exposition. Um, it it, it fl- flowed seamlessly and you can kind of see them, um, you can see their minds change about each other throughout the years and, uh, I, I don't want to like give away how the ending goes or like how it goes throughout the years, but um, it's definitely got some like dramatic moments and some sweet moments and some like kind of heartbreaking moments. And you'd classify this as a romance? Yeah, I'd more say than it's anything more of a else. Romance. Yeah. Are there any kind of side genres? Is there a mystery to it? Is there? There's no mystery to it. I'd say this is probably just a romance. Straight up romance. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have any like true crime aspects or anything to it. So it's it's just straight romance. And I think uh, it was a really nice read. And I had been having, I don't know, I, I went through a phase where I would start the first 20 minutes of a book and then just like not want to finish it. And I did that with like six or seven books. And so finally, this is the one that like stuck. <laughs> And I actually listened to the whole thing. So um, November 9th by Colleen Hoover. And we always have to ask, because you are an audiobook consumer, mm-hmm. how was the narration on this one? It was really good. It was done by um, a female and a male actor. Uh, so I sometimes dislike the way that um, a audiobook narrator of one gender will do the other gender. They often sound offensive. Yeah. Like a lot of the times when a man is doing a woman's voice, they sound like whiny. Yeah, and like hysterical. If a woman <laughs> is doing a man's voice, they often sound like dumb. Yeah. Because they, they talk like this. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. No, exactly. So it's... um. I appreciated having both like the male voice and the female voice because it really helped bring the story alive. Nice. Yeah. So our second sponsor of the episode is Bloom. Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? Take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Karen Unland and Fazia Ramji will discuss the latest developments and efforts to solve new problems and diversity in the economy. Find out who has invented what, who is investing in whom, and what is on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to your podcasts or visit bloom.taprootedmonton.ca. Okay, Indy, so it's time to find out what our big watch for next episode is. So I feel like in recent months, I've been uh, going easy on you. Yeah. We did movies from the 80s and 90s. Everything was like 80 minutes. It was lots of fun, silly stuff. I'm scared. So you know I had to like kind of bring it down a little <laughs> gotta bit. Gotta do the work. We gotta do a little bit of work. Okay. So 
I'll tell you a few things about the movie we're going to watch, and you tell me if that makes you more excited or less excited for it. Okay. It's from 1954. Uh, less excited. The story takes place in 1586. I'm a little more excited. It's not in English. Less excited. <laughs> it's black and white. Um, medium excited. It is... I'm worried about this one. Three hours and 27 minutes long. <laughs> uh, quite a bit less excited. <laughs> it is often on lists of best films all time. More excited. So we are going to be watching the 1954 classic from famed director Akira Kurosawa. Oh! Because we're doing Samurai Week. Oh my goodness. And we are going to be watching Seven Samurai. Oh. Do you know anything about this movie? No. And you don't know any of Kurosawa's movies? No, I don't think so. Okay. Have you ever seen a movie with samurai in it? Nope. Have you seen westerns? Uh, maybe just in passing. My grandpa really liked westerns. Have you seen, um... Star Wars or anything by George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. Yes. So they both take so, so much from these movies, as do uh, Westerns. So Akira Kurosawa, often regarded as one of the best directors of all time. He's definitely in my top five. And this film, regarded by many as his best and one of the best movies ever made, I think it's probably only my fourth favorite Kurosawa movie. But it is, so many people love this one the most, so I thought if I'm going to pick one to start you off with, (laughs) and we were talking about doing a Shakespeare month at some point, and he often adapts Shakespeare as well, so I would probably pick one of those, like Throne of Blood, which is a take on Macbeth, or Ron, which is a take on King Lear, but this one is a movie that was written, directed, and edited by Kurosawa. I won't talk too much about him because we'll probably do a little bit of that later. But he is, um, to say a visionary is to put it lightly, he's famous for, you know how you storyboard a movie, you draw pictures of what Mm -hmm. you want scenes to look like? He would do like big full oil paintings for his storyboards. Wow. Because that's how he sees everything and it shows. It might be a little harder in this one. This is going to be a old style a four by three movie so it's not the widescreen it's in black and white so maybe those vistas don't look as great as they do in later things like ron also i haven't seen this since i was probably 19 oh it's been a long time for me so i don't remember a lot about the visuals i mostly remember the story and the performance uh one of which is by toshiro mifune who is in pretty much all of his works and is just great in everything. Mm. And I really love him. He's the guy that if I'm ever doing an impression of um, a samurai and the voice I use is is his voice. <laughs> okay, I know that voice. Um, it is very long. There's an intermission. So me, maybe we'll do it as a two-day watch. Okay, I, I feel like that might be easier. Yeah. So we'll watch it with the intermission. I don't know if I'm going to say too much about it. It is about... Um, Seven samurai coming together and protecting a village from bandits. That's the plot. That's nice. Super simple. Yeah. Not too much to it. But you know, that's not where we're going to leave it. We're going to break it down next episode. (laughs) Talk about what all these things mean. 
Like I said, this influenced lots of other things. So many Westerns take their stuff from here. Uh, Star Wars was based on two Kurosawa movies. This has been remade many, many times into different forms. Uh, Most famously, The Magnificent Seven, which is a Western. Mm -hmm. So if you are out there going like, I don't really want to watch this super long movie. I, I usually have a good way to convince people but now i just want to be like come on what are you lazy watch this movie what, are you too good for it come yeah on. come on so Don't i suggest jerk. you guys all watch it because sam has to watch it so you know what you should uh watch it in, in solidarity, solidarity with, her. with me yeah and i think you uh, might love it it does have like a perfect score on things like rotten tomatoes a perfect score wow That's impressive. It's regarded as one of the most influential movies ever made. BBC listed as the best foreign language film ever made. And I could just go on and on about all those. But those are less important. The most important thing is that it is a movie from the 50s in a different language of a time hundreds of years ago that is still very present in modern film. You Mm -hmm. can see so many things that come from this. And it's not just because it's influential that we're going to talk about it, but I think it's also just a brilliant movie. So we'll talk about the performances. We are, of course, always going to get a little too into things and talk about the symbolism and all of that, too. All of those motifs that go throughout this movie. Because Kurosawa, like Kubrick, who I love to talk Mm -hmm. about, nothing is in his movie accidentally. Oh. Every little thing is very, very deliberate okay and i'm i always respect filmmakers who can uh, go into that level of detail and care that much have that level of attention to everything and kurosawa is a good example of that i always enjoy when we do stuff like this and you have like really good behind the scenes tidbits of like oh they did that for this reason and like this was there for that reason i'm excited Hopefully, I'll have some more of those, but it often is just me going, I believe that this is there for this reason. Okay. (laughs) Because that's what we do. We're interpreting. We're reading these movies. Yeah. So go check out Seven Samurai. You can find it in lots of different places. Go to your local library. And if you have a library card, you can also access it for free through a service called Canopy with a Mm -hmm. K. And you can watch it on your computer or TV or wherever you'd like for free with a library card. And you don't even have to go to the library. So check it out. And we have a lot of time before we're recording next. So we can really sit and percolate with Seven Samurai. Although we're not going to watch it. We're not going to watch it yet. No, I'm leaving for the airport right away. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam's going to go to the airport. I'm going to go do some dishes, but you, dear (laughs) listeners, go out there and watch Akira Kurosawa's classic, Seven Samurai. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.